Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! There we go. Get it! Uh, guys, I'm not gonna lie, couldn't think of a song specific to this episode, so we're just going with Frankenstein theme songs. It's I mean, enough. really, I'm enjoying it. I'm liking it. Hope you're liking it. Welcome to episode five of the official Second Chance After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. My name's Ty Matthews. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Ty Matthews PMA. And I am joined, not as always, by my, by my lovely and talented co-host, but by another similarly lovely and talented co-host that will be joining us from this point on in season one in, uh, of Second Chance. So please, y'all, Give a warm welcome to Stacey Newsom. Hi, my name is Stacey Newsom, like you just said, mm-hmm. and you guys can find me on Twitter and Facebook at okay. Pay attention because the name's a little different. Get it at Stacey Santiago, Facebook and Twitter. Just think about it. Think about it, guys. <laughs> if you need to set an autocorrect, just autocorrect Newsom Santiago. You got it. It's fine. And that's S T A C E Y. There you go. There you go. And that is crucial. That's a major key, as DJ Khaled would say. But thank you very, very much for joining us. You'll be joining us, like I said, for the remainder of this uh, mm-hmm. season. Uh, me and uh, Jamie Banks, who is out of town, will be back next week. I will not be here next week. So, you guys, I know you'll cope. It's fine. I'm going to catch up. It'll be totally fine. If you're liking what we're doing, as always, be sure to rate, download, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Five stars if you're nasty, as I always say. Uh, if you're on YouTube, leave a, a thumbs up, comment, all that stuff. We want to hear from you. Let's talk second chance. What do you think of this episode, Stacey? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I am fairly enjoying the series, sure. first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, what I thought about this episode didn't get too deeply into the relationship relationship between Sheriff Pritchard and Baby Pritchard is what I call him. (laughs) Um, But that's okay because Uh I like the fact that the son has finally come around to accepting Sheriff Pritchard as his dad. So it's been nice seeing that acceptance kind of evolve over the last few episodes. Sure, sure, sure. A lot of action Mm -hmm. in this episode. A lot of action. And a little surprising that uh, Sheriff Pritchard is kind of losing his superpowers. Yeah, we're seeing a little bit where he's kind of vulnerable for the first time in the show, it seems like. Yeah, emotionally and physically. Ah, that's true. That's a very good point. Yeah. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think... Uh, it does speak a little bit to to Duval kind of ex- accepting it a little bit more. The fact that we didn't really see a whole lot of that dynamic, we see it come in a little bit at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what do we think of this kind of? You know, Otto talks about how 
Jimmy's uh, genetic code is evolving. It's kind of, it seems like it's maybe adapting a little. Mm -hmm. Now, I wasn't sure entirely how much to read or what to read into that. Do we think that's maybe a bad thing? Do we think that's a good thing? Well, so far, Uh, it seems like the blood transfusions are working for Mary. Blood transfusions are working, sure. So maybe it has no bearing in that regard Uh that his DNA code is kind of changing. Okay. But... I, I think him becoming more mortal again mm. might make him a little bit more responsible because I'm going to be honest, I, I didn't like him very much in this episode because okay. it was like, I'm just going to run out and fight crime and <laughs> right. I'll get to your blood transfusion when I feel like right. it. That is true. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, first of all, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Right. You are here to serve her. <laughs> so that should be the first thing you do when you wake up is eat your Wheaties and do the blood transfusion. Sure. And then go out and fight crime. <laughs> so I didn't like, I'm like, that's, I know that's part of his character being right. irresponsible and right, right, right. selfish. So I think it's interesting that he's becoming more mortal again and we're seeing him emotionally evolve as he starts to care for her right. and starts maybe to realize that, you know, okay, this this may, may not be a permanent thing, me being able to, like, you know, punch down walls and stuff. Right. Yeah, and we did see, we saw a little bit even more cocky than usual. We see a cocky, even cockier mm-hmm. Jimmy Pritchard. You know, he's going out, he's fighting all these cheating poker players, and I'm like, this is a really kind of low on the totem pole set of criminals to be going after. Like, we're not going after hardened killers like we were in episode two. We're going after guys that are just trying to cheat out some money. Mm-hmm. So he's, it seems like he's getting a little bit big for his britches. You know, he goes out, he tries to fight him. And then as we saw, we saw how well that worked out from the second time he mm-hmm. tried it. And that was pretty funny, actually. Right. Um, and again, it's like, okay, so why is he doubling over after getting punched in the stomach? That yeah. guy's fist should be broken. <laughs> right, right, right. And that made me, that scene in particular made me wonder if he's kind of fading, if he's fading fast, whether it's a it's a, a symptom of, you know, the blood work or just him not being in the tank in long enough. Does that make him especially weak mm-hmm. to overcompensate? Mm-hmm. Like, because he punched the guy in the face and it didn't do anything. It didn't. The guy barely even blinked. So I, it, it makes me wonder if when he's starting to fade it makes him exceptionally weak yeah that's an interesting that's an interesting point mm-hmm. to ponder mm-hmm. I, I think that guy probably would have fallen down had Mary punched him you see how she <laughs> like basically put the she put the moves on him she was she's like off on these that six bag. moves she's fighting him yeah exactly <laughs> and she was really taking out her aggression on him because right. she was doing the whole woman thing the girl thing it's like okay I'm mad at you so I'm going to ignore you <laughs> right and I'm going to pretend like I'm not ignoring you I'm just going about my business I have a company to run hello um <laughs> Um, <laughs> a lot of punching bags in this show. She was teeing off on that. Yeah, thing, you know? she she had some girl power. That was a really mm-hmm. good scene for her. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, obviously, we get a lot of that. A lot of a lot of uh, empowerment for Mary, which is awesome. You know, she's she's almost single handedly running this company mm-hmm. while taking care of Otto. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think it it's almost making her too powerful. You know, it's mm-hmm. like to to a point. It seems like not. Nece- I guess not necessarily too too powerful, but what. I guess what I'm taking issue is is that they're hitting so hard on the fact that she's so business minded. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that there's that moment at the end of the episode where they say, "Look, the treatments are working. You know, you're not going to die." And she's like, "Oh, Looking Glass will be more powerful than ever." Like almost in like a moment of super villainy. Kind yeah, of. Like, exactly. So like, I want to see. I guess what I'm saying is, I want to see a little bit more of the human side of her. Mm-hmm. Head, We're know? seeing that though with her relationship with um with the sheriff True. because it's like she has feelings for him. Right. And you know, it kind of creeps me out a little bit <laughs> when she's that? standing there watching him in the tank. 
and she's got that look on her we face. We've been getting that in every episode. <laughs> got that that look of longing, like she's looking at like a fish in a fish tank. Yeah, it freaks me out to see him in the tank because <laughs> right. they always have it like strategically shaded in certain parts, <laughs> and he's just moving exactly. weightlessly in the tank, <laughs> right, like a fetus. <laughs> it's it's weird to me. It is. It's super weird. Now, speaking of the twins, we talked a little bit about the soft mic, and it's the fact that you know we're seeing a lot and we're seeing kind of this this complete picture of Mary and it seems like Otto at this point to up till this point has been a little bit kind of flat a little I want to see more of him mm-hmm. you know we talked about that moment where he was about to go out and address uh, you know, the public in terms of the new operating system and things like that. And I was really, really excited for a minute. I really thought that this was going to be a breakthrough moment for Otto where he would kind of, he would realize that he had to step up and be strong and he would realize that he had to handle business as it were. You know how I could tell he was not going to step up? What's that? That one eyebrow went up. <laughs> right. Look, whenever that's you see when him, you know something's yeah, up. Yeah, when he has scenes, he does that a lot. He has that one eyebrow that's up and when he's he like com- completely that- perplexed right. and it's like when he saw like the intimacy that um, Pritchard and she has sure. when they're doing the blood transfusion and he goes, the he one eyebrow. The going. Yeah. And then the one eyebrow goes up. So <laughs> right. yeah, when that eyebrow went up, I was like, oh, this is this is not happening. Yeah, <laughs> and so it made me, it bummed me out a little to see Mary kind of have to swoop in and save the day yet again, you know? Mm-hmm. I hope that they come around back to that and actually have him, you know, address the public and kind of overcome his anxiety at least a little bit, to, to some extent. Maybe you know? it was just too soon in the arc of all of the episodes sure. for him to, to, to break out of his shell. Right, right, right. Exactly. I'm just waiting for those two to kiss. It's like, it, they're <laughs> They're creepy. They're like right. the creepy wonder twins. It's and like... I still, you know, I, I talked about this in in terms of predictions in the first couple episodes, and I really think we're going to see Otto and Jimmy clash Ooh, at some point. That's interesting because I feel like more more often than not, we've seen the these episodes close with like a moment of of longing or a moment of emotional attachment between Jimmy and Mary mm-hmm. and then Otto just kind of watching mm-hmm. wh- whether it's from afar through looking glass or in this point whether he was literally in the room <laughs> just watching them and they were just carrying on like he wasn't even there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking he's gonna because we see that people are so protective of Mary. We see that Otto's super protective and we see that Alexa is almost even more protective. She really is. <laughs> like she's getting like frantic with kind of how protective she is. She's like get a life right? protective. Exactly. Okay, get a boyfriend. Right. Get your own schedule, some social <laughs> She's got some yeah, serious attachment issues with Mary. And um yeah, we see how how kind of frantically she questions Jimmy. I even, like that though cuz she's keeping him she's saying what Mary won't say. That's true. That's so true. that's she she needs a girlfriend like she, that. Yeah. You, you got to have that girlfriend <laughs> who will like step up for you and like, you know, put put that man in his place and be right. like, listen, she won't say it, but I will. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So what do we think about going back to Otto a little bit? What do we think about kind of how he's how he's maybe growing or maybe even not growing? Uh, you know what? I... I know he's going to grow. He has to. Of course. Because, of course. you know, it's part of it. It has to be part of the arc. Right. I... I feel like he's sort of becoming a little bit resigned to the fact that these two have some intimacy now. Definitely. I mean, he has to. What's his other alternative? You right. know, he he knows that she needs him, mm-hmm. you know, for her survival. So he's not going to jeopardize that. So right. basically he has to take a back seat and just kind of 
watch it happen, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and he's her brother. It's not like he's her boyfriend or her lover, so... <laughs> right. At some point, he's got to kind I of... think. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> kind of hard to tell some episodes. <laughs> and, no, you know, we did talk a little bit about, like, how they have this this intense bond because, you know, they're twins. They've got the twin speak. Mm-hmm. They've got this company, things like that. But at one point, we almost... We're almost told explicitly that she has almost more of a connection with Jimmy than she does with, does with Otto. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Otto kind of tells him, look, you need to tell her not to go public. But it's like, why is Jimmy, who is literally just some reanimated corpse that's curing her cancer, yeah. like he's already got such a solid connection with her. That's interesting. Um, I really enjoyed that scene where um, Duvall <laughs> is like, so he comes back younger and stronger and he's curi- He's driving that car, living in this house, and he cures cancer. And he cures cancer, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's really funny scene. Exactly. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, and that's why it was good that we saw a little bit of that vulnerability mm-hmm. because, yeah, I think, and I was, I think he was kind of hanging a hat on on the fact that on paper it's looking a little too good to be true, you know. <laughs> so there's got to be some sort of consequence. So, I, what do you think about? Because outside the studio, we were talking about how the technology in this show is almost a character, and it is a character, right. Arthur. Right. Right. What do you think about the technology in this show? It's. I mean, it's. You know, you brought up a good point earlier where it's like. Everyone else is kind of on on the technology that we're using. Yeah, they're analog. Yeah, and these guys are like on turbo turbo digital. Right, like we're not seeing anyone else with those like paper thin, see C- clear, clear phones. phones. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. clear pads. Right, right, right. And it's you know it's funny. So that'll tie back to a little bit of the. Um, the specifics of this episode, you know, we see Mary kind of gets put under attack mm-hmm. by the paparazzi. You know, she she goes, she has to address the shareholders. She has to address the board of directors because people are starting to get suspicious. And during her interview, in mid-interview, the host comes on and says, wait, we're getting rumors from internet news sites that you've been <laughs> diagnosed with uh, mm-hmm. with anaplastic myeloma. First of all, my, my first issue before we get into the paparazzi is – how are they how are these sources getting this information mm-hmm. how is that getting to the host how did the host not get this prior to the interview mm. it was this literally breaking in the middle of the interview i don't know i don't know i just i just watch these episodes and i think to myself i want an arthur right. i want some little cartoon man to pop up on my iphone right, or exactly. my ipad and, and tell me does, things i need to know he does seem to have a lot more of a personality than say like a series or Otto. something like that <laughs> than, than Otto. that's a good point exactly Exactly. I think, and I think Otto probably programmed him that way. Maybe to have more that's of a his avatar. That's true. Perhaps that is, that's his avatar. That is very true. Uh, it makes you wonder what these uh, tech giants in real life are using, like because you know, like art imitates life. Right. So if they're using stuff that's like it looks like it's light years ahead, you sure. know, it's probably not that far in exactly. advance. So it makes you wonder what these tech, you know, guys at Google and Apple are using. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, so she goes on. She, you know, there are all these reports that she's sick. So the stock start to plummet. Mm-hmm. You know, she gets picked for the celebrity death pool. She's get att- getting just harangued by the paparazzi. And you you made a good point that it's like, would someone, would, a, you know, a tech giant garner that much coverage, you know? Yeah, it's I like mean, she got the full Princess Diana treatment right. from the paparazzi. That was like, scenes. that camera slammed against the window. Yeah, I, I see that part of the episode, I kind of didn't <laughs> buy. I understood it sure. because it needed to push the plot forward. Sure, but sure. I'm like, okay, so Steve Jobs 
Hobbs was a rock star. Right. You know, but did he generate that type of paparazzi just out in his daily life? Right, exactly. Even, or, or when, like, even when he became sick, you exactly. know, or, or was paparazzi chasing him? Right, Steve Jobs or like a Mark Zuckerberg or something mm-hmm. like that. They wouldn't get that, you know, high-speed chase mm-hmm. kind of coverage, you know, where people are literally, literally running her off the road. Yeah. Um, you know, but we, but that kind of leads into this, this subplot about the Deadpool mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, it, you know, it was an interesting concept and one that I really thought was going to tie into this other character that we see at the beginning of the episode, this Connor Graff. Oh, the third twin? <laughs> right, exactly. Where'd this guy come from? So I think the, from what I gathered from that, that shot of the magazine cover and their, you know, their conversation, he was kind of a friend that, that maybe, I don't know if he necessarily grew up with the twins, mm-hmm. but he was maybe the CEO of like a similar, maybe not competing, but a similar company. Mm-hmm. And so they all kind of, you know, formed this trio. I really, really thought, definitely thought when we saw him, okay, he picked her in the death pool. Mm-hmm. He's trying to kill her. That's what I thought. He's too. trying to cash in, right? Yeah. Why else would he be there? Right. And, but we're still asking that question. Why is he here? <laughs> right. I think he's going to be a bad guy. We saw him kind of, kind of hounding her about having a quickie. I know. Right. It's like, dude, hello. <laughs> she's got cancer. Why are you really? Once again, I say this every week. The kind of cancer she has is leaving her looking awesome. It really is. For someone with with anaplastic myeloma that would literally kill her within a year if treatment wasn't advanced, she's looking great. I am impressed that you've said anaplastic myeloma twice now in this conversation. (laughs) I had to research that. It was the first episode when I was researching, you know, Dilshad Vatsaria and Adir Kalyan, you know, the the actors of the twins. I've got to get my pronunciation down for second chance. Yeah, I predict he's going to be a villain. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, we really – we didn't see him at all for the rest of this episode. Yeah. So you think he's going to come back later in the season? I do. I, okay. Because I, I don't think – I don't think they would have introduced him unless he was there to really push the plot forward uh-huh. and good guy characters don't really push the plot forward. It's really the villains that push the plot forward. Sure. Sure. So, yeah, I think I think he's going to be her her downfall in right, some way. Right, right, right. Now, because this episode focused a lot on the twins, it didn't really focus a lot on the rest of the Pritchard family, the extended Pritchard family. We saw zero Helen, zero Gracie. Mm-hmm. Now, what do we think, you know, because you're, you're joining us for the first time, I want to, I'm curious about your thoughts of, of Duval telling Jimmy to stay away from the rest of that family. Mm, well, I think we needed those characters the first couple of episodes mm-hmm. for perspective sure. to help sure. Duvall get some perspective. Right. Um, I think we needed those. And I, I'm pretty sure, I'm sure we'll see those characters again, but right. I think yeah. at this point they're auxiliary characters and I think they Definitely. really only serve to help Duvall with his relationship with his father. And I'm sure she's got some unresolved issues. Like that's his sister, right? Right, right, right. Where's, where's his wife or his mom? I mean, his uh, the kid's mom. Uh, Have they talked about that? Gracie's mom? Yeah. Uh, what did they? Because I know Jimmy's wife died. Mm-hmm. I know that. I don't know. I don't necessarily think that, that Duvall's uh, wife is, is dead, but maybe she's separated, mm-hmm. divorced, something like that. I can't really recall. What I'm wondering about is in terms of their, their interpersonal connections, in terms of you know the familial dynamic, mm-hmm. what kind of, of impact does 
does Duvall's telling Jimmy, look, I need you to stay away from Gracie and Helen have on their relationship? Or what do you think that has – what do you think kind of effect that has on Jimmy's mind, having to stay away from these this family? I think he's a very smart character, mm. and I think that he probably understands. You know, like Gracie's a younger character. She's, she's a younger person, so right. maybe she won't understand. And it's a secret. Like everything that they're doing is top secret. <laughs> right. So it's like right. you can't tell everybody. Right, exactly. So I think he's probably okay for now, Right. you know, with the distance. But sure. I think eventually he's going to press it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think they're going to find out who exactly who he is? Oh, they have to. You think? Well, do they have to? I don't know. Probably not immediately. I I don't think. I think the only revelation that had to happen was Duval finding Mm -hmm. out. The others, they may, and it seems like they do have inklings of it every single week. Yeah. Even, you know, Gracie says some sort of really on the nose things like, oh, it's kind of a sheriff vibe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Now that's, it's. What I thought was interesting, one thing that I kind of contemplated throughout this episode, and this could, you know, Connor Graf could be the answer to this, is that we haven't really seen a season-long villain. Mm-hmm. We haven't really seen an antagonist that is kind of going to kind of press them episode after episode. Mm-hmm. I really thought in the first episode that it would be Duval's partner, that it would be his boss, mm-hmm. and that was resolved kind of quickly. It was, wasn't it? You know, it? he put them away, and who knows, they could come back, but we haven't really seen... Uh, a kind of big boss, basically. Ooh, what if one of those people are brought back via the tank as well, and they become a nemesis oh, man. of Jimmy? You just blew my mind. I never <laughs> once thought about that. I never once thought about that. That's really interesting. I like that. I like yeah. that thought a lot. Like, like what if what if his powers are diminishing, and so. He isn't as helpful to her in the blood transfusions, uh. and so they bring back maybe Duvall's partner. Oh, man. He's already a young guy, though, so what, we sure. come back as a 12-year-old? A I mean, that would be weird. Exactly. <laughs> or maybe, I mean, maybe... I mean, if if we're talking about the, the you know the characters that have died, maybe Duke, you know Asher's father or something like that. Mm. I mean, that's a really interesting. Now that we've established in this universe that death is ostensibly not permanent, mm-hmm. I mean that opens up a whole world of possibilities. Let me ask you something. Uh, I, I don't know if this was discussed on previous shows, uh, but how would you feel if someone really close to you, like your maybe your grandfather or just I don't know someone that you were really close to, right. passed away, and then all of a sudden they're back and they're your age and they're stronger and faster. They're like the $10 million man. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad you know that reference. Exactly. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I mean, it would really, obviously it depends on the kind of relationship you had on with them while they were alive, mm-hmm. while they were alive for the first time. But it's, it's one of those things where you would definitely have a hard time wrapping your head around it. But I think ultimately it would be see now, I don't know. Now I'm second guessing myself because if they're brought back, are they I mean, is Jimmy immortal at this point? I don't know. Because that's, that's one thing that I don't know if we've necessarily explored. Mm-hmm. The fact that he can heal in this tank, but I mean... How on, long does that go on? On a long enough timeline, if he keeps recharging, is he just going to live in this body forever? Because mm-hmm. that opens up a whole world of philosophical questions where it's like... You know, what are the benefits of immortality? Would you really want to be immortal? Mm-hmm. Would you want to watch all of your loved ones die one by one? Yeah. It's, that's really, really interesting. Um, I guess if we're, if we're going to go with that, just for the sake of argument, if mm-hmm. we're going to go with him basically being immortal, then I don't think I would really be down for that. 
you mm. know? Especially if you've already gone through the grieving process, if yeah. you've already kind of come to terms with the fact that that person is gone. Mm-hmm. I think that that would open up a whole new can of emotional worms that might better be left unopened. I don't know. I think I would be into it. Yeah. Like my, my grandparents, they raised me uh-huh. and they have both passed on. Mm. And I think it would be really interesting to have them back to get to know them as people sure. because of the generation gap. I really, I, I didn't get to know them as like people. I sure. didn't get to be friends with them. They were always just authority figures, right, you know? Right, right. So it would be kind of cool to have one of them come back and get to hang with them and like know what their hopes and dreams were. Especially and, in a younger form. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Just to know what their interests were at that age and right. just to really know them as people. Like I already know their character, but it's like, right. I didn't know them like on a... I don't know. Exactly. And it reminds me as you're what you're what you're saying reminds me a lot of weirdly of Back to the Future. You know, the the original concept that that um you know Robert uh, Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis came up with when they were con- you know conceiving Back to the Future is what if you could go back in time and be friends with your parents in high school? Yeah. You know, would you would you be friends with them? Would you <laughs> would you hate them, you know? Would yeah. they would they try to seduce you like like uh Marty's mom did to him? Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but that's really, really – it's such an interesting question. I think I would I would definitely be into it at first, but I think like that – It would that's be too whole, weird. It would be – not necessarily too weird, but it would be – I guess it would depend on, once again, what kind of person they are, especially once they've been given these kind of powers. Right. This, it would just be a completely different dynamic. Sure. You know, they wouldn't be your caretakers any longer. They wouldn't necessarily be your authority figures anymore. Although what I like about the show is that even though Jimmy's young, he still has that authority over Duvall. Right. You can tell right, that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's we're – seeing, we're seeing them kind of meet in the middle in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing – like you said, we're seeing him kind of exert this sort of authority over his own father. Mm-hmm. We saw that a lot in last week's mm-hmm. episode. Um, but not only that, but we're also seeing them meet in the middle in terms of their approach to authority mm-hmm. and to law. And I, it, it, this comes up every week, but it's, it's a recurring theme in the show. The fact that the Jimmy is kind of playing it a little bit more by the book, or at least maybe kind of leaning more in that direction. And Duval, we see him hang up on Adair. We see him hang up on his own superior. That's true. You know, he's he's it, becoming more like his father in exactly, that regard. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, pretty funny. Yeah, and so we see him. We're see, you know we're seeing him kind of play a little bit you know, looser with, with the rules because I think he knows now that he's gotten to, to connect with Jimmy a little more, now that he's gotten to kind of get along with him more, mm-hmm. he knows that they produce results. Yeah. Um, now, what I thought was interesting is this idea of the, the Cobra development team, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this episode. We see that, you know, the driver of the van that kind of runs Mary off the road has a Cobra tattoo. Mm-hmm. We have that whole scene where, you know, the Otto's about to address everyone. They, we have that, that red herring of that one guy with the Cobra tattoo. Yeah. And then we find out that a bunch of people do. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, it, it reminded me a little bit of like the following where it was like this kind of, this, this society or this cult kind of. And it's like, no, they just worked on this Cobra operating system. Right. <laughs> but what was interesting is that, uh, Sprague, the guy that, you know, that eventually we find out did do it, the one that did kind of go rogue, Mm -hmm. it seemed like he was 
sort of the first villain since the first episode that had more of a link to these main characters. Mm -hmm. You know, he knew Mary and he had this personal grudge against her because of his time at Looking Glass. Mm -hmm. Whereas before we were seeing criminals that Jimmy and Duvall were just kind of teaming up just because they were criminals, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's interesting to see villains with more of a personal connection. Right. And I'd like to see more of that. Do you think we're going to see more of those? I think we will because Uh, we need... We need something to threaten Mary's existence outside of her illness. Right. So, you know, that gives that gives Jimmy something to fight for. Right. So, yeah, I, th- I think we'll see more of that. I mean, she is a target, you know. She runs, like, the most successful tech company in the world, apparently. <laughs> right. She's <laughs> clearly courting this much attention from paparazzi <laughs> that are literally running her off the road. Um, and it's... It, what makes me curious is, you know, this this celebrity Deadpool that that we saw come up in this yeah. episode, this sort of device. People, I feel like, and that's another issue that I had with the those rumors coming up in the middle of that interview because I feel like if people are picking her for the celebrity celebrity Deadpool, they've got to know something's up. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got to know she's some sort of unwell. Yeah, or maybe I guess it was just because she had been out of the public eye for so long. Right. Hmm. I have no opinions on that. <laughs> I have no opinions Fair on that. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, now let's talk about, I guess, what I call old Jimmy versus new Jimmy. Okay. We get that sort of, you know, hallucination sequence where he's in the hospital after having been that was a very kicked funny the scene. hell out of. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we think of, of his mindset where he's kind of seeing himself and he's kind of giving himself these answers? You know what? I think it's kind of like... When people lose a significant amount of weight, at least initially, no matter how thin they get in Mm. their heads, they're still overweight people, you know, in their heads, they're still overweight. They look in the mirror, they're still overweight. And I think in his head, he's probably still 75 years old because he readily admits I'm a 75 year old man, you know, I mean, he's, he's lived the life. He's, he's lived that life 75 years. Uh, So I think that's just, you know, we all do self-talk. And, you know, obviously that's just a physical embodiment of his self-talk, but I think uh. his self-talk is still in his 75-year-old mind. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> we got a lot of, yeah, we got a lot of really, really good funny lines out of that scene. Mm-hmm. It got, I guess it makes me wonder if he's fading and if we're seeing these physical vulnerabilities, it makes me wonder if there are, are mental vulnerabilities as well. Because mm-hmm. you got to think if he's stronger and better and faster, his reflexes have got to be better. He's got to be, you know, sharper mentally. Mm-hmm. So maybe those are kind of deteriorating when his physical condition is as well. Mm-hmm. But I think that whole scene with his old self, I think that was literally just him still being 75 in his head. Right, And, right, right. you know, just for, um, you know... The theatrical purposes, you know, the embodiment <laughs> right. of that self-talk is in front of him, you right. know? So what do we think about the romantic link now? If he's ostensibly a 75-year-old man, mm-hmm. what do we think about his connection with the much, much younger Mary Goodwin? Okay, so even though he is a 75-year-old man in his head, uh-huh. even people who are actually 75-year-old, they still like looking at the young ladies, you know? So I don't true. think that has any bearing on it whatsoever. <laughs> he is a guy. He right. is a guy. <laughs> Interesting. There's, yeah, there's, there's so much to go into. I definitely think 
I mean, like we said, I definitely think Connor Graff is going to come back, you know, as a villain. Uh, I think I'd like to see a little bit more from uh, Adair, from from Duval's superior in the FBI. Mm, and yeah. I think I think it says something that I didn't know her name was Adair until episode That's six. That's so funny. You know what I like about this show? What's that? They've really given some of the female characters very strong roles. They definitely have. Yeah, yeah. leadership roles, right. uh, authority roles. I like that. Right. Between Mary, between Adair, we're definitely, mm-hmm. yeah, we're seeing some strong women in this show for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said uh, off mic, the fact that that the twins are of, um, you know, they're they're clearly of of Indian descent without the characters, yeah, being being yeah, they they aren't Eastern Indian characters, right, right, they're right. just characters, and you know, very American names, right? And I like that. I like that. You know, they don't have to explain away the fact. Okay, these are brown people. Right, this right. is why. You know, I'm, I like that. Just just accept them who they are. This is you know, and it's like no explanation needed. I like that. Sure. I like that a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, now we see. As they're kind of, you know, they're tracking down Sprague in in that cabin, and mm-hmm. he has, as he has Kelly, uh, one of the one of the original Cobra development team, or actually his replacement on the Cobra development team, as he has her her hostage, and they're tracking him down. We see more of that teamwork uh, aspect between Jimmy and Duvall, and we even see. Jimmy literally saving Duvall's life yeah. by by way of that bullet stop, yeah. or by way of the bad stop. That the was bullet. a nice touch. Right, right, right. Yeah, I feel like I mean like. I, the symbolism is, I think, a little bit heavy, but I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed what it what it represented, mm-hmm. and I enjoy that, you know, seeing Duval go from resenting Jimmy so much to kind of accepting him mm-hmm. as essentially a partner, really. Yeah, and you know what? I I feel like uh, the actor, what's it, the the actor who plays um, Jimmy, Jim, uh, Rob Kaczynski. Yes, yeah. yes. I feel like he really does such a fine job. Right. In although. I, he, I'm going to guess that he's probably younger than the Duvall right, character. Right, right, right. He does a fine job in really um, just projecting that that love, that fatherly love towards right. him. You know, that protectiveness. That just you like don't even like notice the, that there's like an age discrepancy. He is very fatherly towards Duvall, and it's believable. Right, it's very believable. Right, right, right. I like that. Yeah, definitely. He does a great job at that. I mean, yeah. So, guys, like we said, lot to get into in episode five. We're seeing more of this, of more of this evolution between Jimmy and Duvall, more between Mary and Otto, more between Jimmy and Mary. I mean, Jimmy and Otto. I definitely feel like they're they're gonna clash. But with that, let's get into some predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV <laughs> predictions. Totally forgot to tell you about that. Yeah, it's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Throwing Always, things at me, no like, matter what. My first day, man. But <laughs> as I said, this is where we get into official predictions. Okay. You know, obviously, over the course of the show, we've talked about things that we think might happen, things we'd like to happen. Let's get into some maybe within the next two or three episodes, some mm. hard. Core predictions. Wow, we're throwing that at me. I haven't had a chance to think about pre- predictions. Anything, yet. anything at all that you think is going to happen in the future in the universe of Second Chance? I think I'm just making this up as I go along. As, as you should. I think uh, that water tank's going to get drained of water. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I think somebody's going to put a bullet hole. That's There's very gonna possible. Be a, it's going to be a shootout. Sure. At the tech company, and then the bullet hole is going to hit that tank. Now, do we think? Do we think it's water? Do we think it's some sort of am, think, amniotic fluid? I don't know what that stuff is. <laughs> right. I, I never thought about that. It looks like water. You know? It's too murky in certain areas, though. They I mean, need to kind of clear that up, right? Is it replaceable? If I don't it, know. if it does drain, can they just go and get more? I'm just saying it's too clear from the chest up and too murky. <laughs> 
from the waist down. It's like, can we just like make it clear water sure. from like you know head to toe? And then just some strategic blockage of like, oh, someone's holding this potted plant. No potted plant. No potted plant. Just straight up transparency, yes. guys. Let's get clear with things. I mean, give me a break. He's a good looking guy. But that's an interesting. That's a very very interesting idea. And even even if you are just making it up on the spot, I do like that idea. I mean, where would that send? Where would that put Marion Otto? Where would that put? Where would that put the rechargeability, as it were, of of Jimmy? You know, I don't know. I mean. Interesting. No, we we obviously talked about the fact that you know we think that Connor Graf might come back as a as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I think my prediction is he's going to find out who Jimmy is, mm. and he might spill the beans, mm. you know, to someone to to someone some nefarious competing tech company or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I do think I think by the end of this season, Looking Glass might fold. It, that could very well happen. Uh, I, I think by the end of the season that her cancer treatment is going to be a huge deal and the government's going to intervene and cause some problems for them. Inter- the government? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. In Like in what capacity? Like in a, I don't know, pharmaceutical companies want to make sure they have their cut kind of way sure. and they lobby the government to oh, shut things down. So in, in ter- if, if the government finds out about Jimmy or about maybe her like cancer being cured. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It'll be like ET. Like, you know, right. they didn't want the government to find out about him. Sure. And then when they did see what happened. And, and that's the thing. Imagine the social ramifications. Imagine the political ramifications. Yeah. If the people in this universe found out that there was a cure for cancer, mm-hmm. you know, but we don't know there's a cure yet. All we know oh, is that true. her numbers are, are improving. improving. It's a yeah. treatment. It's a viable treatment. Mm-hmm. We'll call it that. We'll yeah. call it that. But if it does, I mean, if, if, if it does get to the point where it cures cancer, you got to think he's going to become a slave to the government. That's true. I mean, really? <laughs> like, Jimmy just, is, is... Just like the rest of us. Right? <laughs> exactly. Work, We're getting political, guys. <laughs> um, Jimmy, yeah. I mean, Jimmy would have... He would have no life Wait a minute. At that point. Where does he get money? I was thinking about this the For other Jimmy? night. Yes. Okay, so he doesn't have a job. He doesn't right. have a technical... Right. I guess he's I, a criminal I informant like, now. I feel but... like he might get a per diem. He might, so? he, might get a look, he might get a looking glass per diem. <laughs> Just like here, go and don't don't break too much stuff. Right. Like just come back to the tank when you can. Okay. Look longingly at my sister and I'll kind of look from afar. Because they should pay him well for what he did. He you did, would think. He had to die to get that job. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> a, a job to die for, guys. That's that's, that's a hard interview process. <laughs> it really is. Um, but I think I think that, you know, in, in terms of that, I think the government might if they're not already, they might put some serious restrictions on looking class. Because mm-hmm. it's reaching some Skynet levels. Yeah. You know? I mean, this is... The stuff that they're able to do and the things that they're able to to watch and to monitor, mm-hmm. I mean, like, are, are obviously at scary levels. Well, like, the fact that Arthur can detect his voice <laughs> right. when, no matter what device he's on. Right. Well, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because there's that new that new device, Echo, from Amazon. Yeah. That's, it's supposed to be listening for the word Alexa. Interesting. You know, it's, uh, have you heard about this? I, I've seen the commercial. So, yeah, you've seen that with Alec Baldwin and mm-hmm. Jason Rorschman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's always listen. It's not necessarily, they're careful to say it's not necessarily recording, but the command is Alexa. And it's, it's, it's listening all the time for you to say that word. Wow. It's like uh, the new operating system in the iPhone where Siri is always listening as long as it's plugged in. Oh, man. As long as you say, hey, Siri, and then she'll go, yes. 
<laughs> Much like, like Arthur, exactly. <laughs> but she has to be plugged into a power source. Right. I was, Interesting. I was so playing with that the other day. I was like, hey, Siri. She's like, yes. And then I didn't say anything. She goes, may I help you? And I'm like, well. <laughs> No. Getting getting (laughs) sassy already. (laughs) Easy, Siri. Why don't you chill? Um, She said it with, yeah, attitude. She's like, may I help you? Right, exactly. uh, No, I'm good. Calm down, Siri. I'll put you in my pocket like that. Um, So, yeah. So, obviously, a lot of room to grow from here. Uh, You know, we, like I said, we'll probably see the return of Connor Graff. We may see Looking Glass fold. Mm-hmm. We may see that tank get drained. Who the hell knows? But guys, whatever you think is going to happen, make sure to tweet us. We'll be right back here next Sunday, 7 p.m., same bat time, same bat channel. <gasps> is it to, over already? I, right? It's, it, we, it went so fast. It went so fast. Like that, you know? Wow. <laughs> but for now, guys, Stacy, where can they find you? Find me on Facebook and Twitter um, at Stacy Santiago. All right, and and this is your. And I'm so glad that you joined us. We're for yeah, the show. thank you. Very very happy. <laughs> and like I said, Stacy will be joining us every week for the remainder of season one of Second Chance. So come back next Sunday, 7 p.m. As always, I'm Ty Matthews. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram at Ty Matthews PMA, as well as various other after shows: Monday Night Raw, Second Chance, Pitch Slapped, uh, Lucha Underground, of course, on Thursday nights. Uh, but until next time, guys, take a chance. Peace. High five our first episode together. (laughs) From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.